this weekend, two friends from Fergus invited Louisa and I out to float lazily down the Grand River on some inner tubes. We set out near the Fergus Legion and drifted westward, often very slowly, until reaching Bissell Park in Alora. For vast amounts of our three-hour trip, we heard something that many young parents are devastatingly unfamiliar with. Silence. Now I admit, silence can be a plague for some of us, particularly for those who find themselves lonely in life. And although a temporary break from noise and busyness can be a great gift, I am aware of the times in life when I have become desperate to hear even a peep from the people whom I love and from God. Last week we learned that God's word comes from within us, that's the spirit, from without us in the Bible, and around us in life's circumstances. And these three are like three lights helping us to hear and to know his voice. Even knowing this, though, anyone with any degree of honesty will tell you that there are times when God's voice still seems distant to them. There are times when God seems to be saying nothing at all. What do we do when God seems silent? In scriptures, we read about a man named Job who became desperate to hear from God. In the face of what seemed like a silent heaven, Job finally cried out, let the Almighty answer me. This is Job 31, verse 35. Then, in a voice from out of a storm, God spoke. Sometimes God does seem to speak rather dramatically. We might expect God to have come full of answers and clarity for all of Job's questions and pleadings. That is, after all, what we often wait for, clarity and answers. But that isn't what God did. Rather than offering answers, he replied to Job's questions with his own set of questions. Four whole chapters of them. God didn't explain things in detail. He didn't reveal a master plan. Rather, he revealed himself. He made it clear that the creator and the master of all things was present with Job, even when clear answers remained out of reach. Now, this might sound unsatisfactory to some of us. When we set our focus on hearing from God, we want to get some sort of unquestionable, comforting voice. This sort of clarity does help at times, though, as it was in Job's case, clarity is not always or often what we get. Consider what God does give Job, though a deeply impacting reminder of his eternal power and intimate presence, even in the midst of Job's questions. Reading that story, I begin to wonder if that is what is truly needed when answers elude us. I wonder if the assurance of God's presence is enough to touch us, to guide us, and to hold us in what seems like heavenly silence. In her book, Holding On to Hope, Nancy Guthrie says this, 
Our task isn't to decipher exactly how all of life's pieces fit and what they all mean, but to remain faithful and obedient to the God who knows all mysteries. This is the kind of faith that God is pleased with, a faith that is determined to trust him when he hasn't answered all the questions, when we haven't heard any voice from the whirlwind. End quote. So as we wrap up this journey in hearing God together, let's remember the life-changing posture of being still and listening for the voice of God, not only in the words that he offers us, but also in the eternal presence that he gives us. Trust that God is always with you. He has promised to never leave you, but to be with you today. His spirit is in you giving you insight into his mind and his heart, but also giving you a constant assurance that you are never alone, even in the silence. God bless you.